back to the Everybody Soccer Podcast. This week we're doing a double release of episodes. So first we have Brandon Miller, the current goalkeeper for the Charlotte Independence, but perhaps most notably the 2015 USL Goalkeeper of the Year. Brandon's been around the league for a while, so he let me pick his brain on what a good club looks like, uh, what a good club might not look like, and uh, how he's approached from moving club to club over the years. Uh, he's also the founder of Prime Focus Goalkeeping, a new goalkeeping brand for gloves, but also interviews with goalkeepers from around the country. Uh, the, the interview is really wonderful. It's always great to hear one professional talking to another. Uh, some really good takes there. And the gloves that Brandon sells through the site uh, are the same ones he plays with, which I think is a real testament to the quality. So uh, after this, head over to primefocusgoalkeeping.com to take a look at the merch and the interviews as well. Or if you just want to skip the episode completely and head over to the site, that's all right. He's got some really great content over there, so I won't hold it against you. Uh, well, I'm, in the, I'm in the lobby now, so I'm all set up. So okay, cool, cool, good. Well, okay, let's go ahead and reset there. So uh, Kevin Hartman, I, I had this really great quote I really love from him about uh, the USL being uh, the last great, uh, or a, a great lifeline for the American goalkeeper for the first time in a really long time. Uh, we've seen that with expansion just over the last three or four years, more and more clubs popping up. Uh, more opportunities uh, for young uh, goalkeepers to kind of step into that. Um, but when we look at Europe, that's kind of the the ideal. I think a lot of people, as far as development, they say, hey, go to Europe if you really want to get developed as much as you can. But USL is growing. And so I guess as someone, my question to you as someone who's been there, uh, been in and out of USL, uh, what is the ceiling for USL as far as development for the American goalkeeper? Is it just a stepping stone from college to MLS, or is it something that can really rival what Europe has? I think we're starting to see that um, as the USL grows, it's providing more opportunities. Um, I, I would say for goalkeepers specifically, but for field players as well, just to get opportunities at a younger age. Um, I know it's in the situation that I'm in now in Charlotte, we have a few younger guys who... Uh, haven't gone to college yet, but are training with us, getting at, getting at a higher level of training than they would, say, at an academy or at a youth club. And I think those opportunities can build into uh, a professional contract or um, hopefully you know, developing the experience that's, that's needed to get to that higher level. So I think that with the growth of USL, um, you're going to see those, those opportunities come to younger and younger goalkeepers. But I also think that a lot of it just depends on the environment. I think that there, as the USL continues to grow, there, the environments are becoming more and more professional. Um, coaching staffs are improving. Players, the talent level is improving as well. And so with that comes um, an added pressure to win, but also an added pressure to develop. And I think that it just it's, a lot depends on the coach. A lot depends on if they're willing to, if that certain coach is willing to give younger players the opportunity. I think you, I, I look at like my third year as a professional. Um, Bob Lilly was our head coach, and he, you know, he entrusted our goalkeeping, our goalkeeping staff. I was the oldest one. I was the number three, and our starter was a 22 year old out of college. Uh, backup was a 23 year old uh, who was loaned out from New England. Like we had a young goalkeeper course, and he. He trusted us enough to get the job done. I think you'll see that more and more throughout the USL as uh, we start to realize the talent level of American goalkeepers. I feel like that's, that's definitely been a strength uh, for America for the past few years. It's like you know we have solid goalkeeping. I think that 
more opportunities you give to the goal, younger goalkeepers, the more they're going to develop, and not only in training, but getting USL games, and hopefully that can translate over into them finding success at higher levels. Yeah, well, and you hit on the the strength of uh, of American goalkeeping there. I, I it's kind of interesting to think of you know Tyler Miller and Matt Turner coming into MLS this year, and they've done so well, and it's almost like a surprise of like, oh wow, a young goalkeeper did well in MLS, but it's but it's been it's something we've been historically good at. So it's like, well, shouldn't like you know kind of like you're saying like, shouldn't we give those opportunities to these young guys so that we can get that payoff there? Um, so yeah, it's just kind of interesting. Like, <laughs> where where did the trend stop of, of trying to get those younger guys minutes? Which is you know something you you fought for obviously in the early part of your career. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I'm not sure where that shift happened, but yeah, that really seemed to kind of derail us a little bit. Um, I mean, I would hope I would hope that guys like Matt Turner and Tyler Miller kind of break that ceiling and kind of that gives more opportunities because you see them, like you said, you see them doing well in MLS right now, and like. four different clubs in four years so 
how do you, on your end, how do you dictate, okay, what's best for my career? Where do I need to go? Where do I need to stay? Uh, what are you looking for uh, now in your career as far as, hey, this is the right club for me? I think that, I mean, that's an interesting question. It, it, it's definitely different now than it was in 2015 after, uh, you know, I had a pretty successful season that year. Um, that year, it was more about, I've been in Rochester for four years, and I honestly felt like I had just achieved everything that I could um, at the club. We won a championship. You know, we had one of the most successful seasons in league history. Um, I won a few awards myself, and so I won. I just felt like it was time for a new challenge. Um, I guess the decision, the, the decision leaving Rochester was mainly that, and you know, monetary things. You want to go and try and be a professional, make it, make more money, and try and take that next step. And so I felt like, from what I was told about Orange County and what, what uh, talking to coaching staff, they, they felt like they could get me to the next level. So that's what that decision was. And then following Orange County, I would say after having a down year there, I wasn't I uh, wasn't as successful as I'd hoped to be. I think moving out of out of Orange County it was more about where can I get playing time, kind of bounce back, trying to regroup, reprove myself again. Um, and, I, you know, I had a few different offers, but I went with the one that I felt like was going to give me the most playing time um, and really give me the opportunity to, you know, show what I can do. Um, and then, you know, coming out of Harrisburg, I felt like, uh, like you said, I've been with, at that point, I've been with three clubs for three years, and I, you know, I kind of wanted to get settled somewhere. And, Charlotte just provided me with the best opportunity to do that, to, you know, compete on the field as well as continue to develop everything I have going on off the field. So um, that's, that's just like a, that's a little insight into the decision-making process for me so far uh, with the various clubs I've been with. Yeah. Well, and I think you hit on it a little bit, but when you're looking at all these different clubs, and, and obviously the movement, some of it's going to be dictated by your own, your decision, what you need. Um, but obviously all the clubs aren't the same and some are going to be uh, better on the field, but also uh, they're going to be run a little bit smoother. So, you know, with you seeing these with so many different clubs now, you don't have to <laughs> name any by name, but what's an example? Or what, are, what are examples of a club doing something right as a verse, versus one that's cutting corners and they're just trying to save money and it ends up not making a really great environment? I mean, I think you see... I think it's pretty obvious. You'll see it in in the USL. You know, you've got the clubs that have bigger budgets. Um, obviously, can pay their players a bit more, um, do more in terms of housing, helping their players off the field. Um, but I wouldn't. I, I mean, I've I've never been on a club that's had a bigger budget, so I can't really attest to how exactly the, those organizations are run. Obviously, I know I know plenty of players who play for those teams and. You know, told me stories about um, the positive things that they've they've uh, been able to endure during their time there. Um, I, in terms of cutting corners, I mean, I know it, it's tough for you know some of these teams. USO USO budgets tend to be kind of tight, and so um, you know you see things like traveling and the way teams travel. Sometimes you'll you'll take a bus, ten hour bus ride instead of a, you know, instead of a flight, whereas you know, a team with a bigger budget is just going to hop on a plane and um, get there a bit earlier, make travel a bit smoother. Um, but it's just little things like that that 
you don't don't really think about in terms like fans may not think about, but those little things like that can really affect uh, you know a player's body in terms of recovery from from travel, um, you know, just mentally being there, being prepared, being ready for the game. So um, I think that in terms of the UFO, the league is getting better as a whole, um, and it's moving away. Like my first couple of years, you know, some of the some of the, the travel situations. so much expansion you know you only got so many teams uh in some sense i guess the bar could be set a little bit lower but with so many teams coming in and every team wanting to kind of outdo each other it's going to be this big rising bar rising tides kind of effect of oh hey we've got to keep up here uh or else we're going to lose you know players and they're going to want to hop out so um i guess that's probably a, a maybe not a real scene side effect of expansion but obviously a big positive of everything growing, getting a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you look at this, just this past offseason, you look at some of the player movement, um, a lot of it's because you want to move towards a team that's going to, yeah. you know, obviously pay you a bit more money, but take care of your, the players as well, and um, get more fans in the stands. You know, the expansion is definitely helping the league. Um, so hopefully you know, all, all the teams are able to keep up and yeah. continue to compete. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you mentioned with Charlotte of, of kind of helping you off the field, and I assume that's with prime focus goalkeeping, which you were a West Coast guy for a while, uh, and then you started your own goalkeeper brand with prime focus, uh, which not only, I mean, you, you, you've got gloves, um, but also I, I really enjoyed the content y'all put out, um, which, you know, some just hearing from, I, to be honest, I always scroll to the end of each interview and check out the last question because it's always a big curveball. <laughs> so I really enjoy that. But I uh, just in general, I, I, I've kind of enjoyed that that content you're adding on to your brand. Um, so so what's the direction of the prime focus? Where where is that? Kind of what's your angle on that? Where do you want it to go? And, and why did you end up starting that in the first place? Uh, like you said, I was with West Coast, and uh, you know they're a great brand. They took care of me well, uh, very well, but. I was I just when I was out in Orange County I just kept thinking about like how I wanted to make an impact um, both on the field and off the field and so I felt like with this brand the main goal for me is just how can I how can I get in my community and and try and impact these goalkeepers in a positive way not just through training or talking to them but like give them product that they feel confident in they enjoy um, and as far as the content like. I just want I want all the goalkeepers to just read the various paths, various stories of um, how everyone has gotten to that professional level. There's not just one path to USL, MLS, being a professional goalkeeper. Um, a lot of, if you read a lot of the articles and a lot of the goalkeepers that I've talked to have gone through a lot of ups and downs to get to where they are. And it's not exclusive to just one goalkeeper. It happens to everyone. So I want young goalkeepers to understand like the stuff that they're going through right now. Professional goalkeepers have been through it. Uh, and just, just how they dealt with it. If that can help one or two goalkeepers to continue to push on to be to try and be better than, you know, I am or uh, the other professional goalkeepers as well. Like, I, I think that's good and hopefully it'll be inspiring for uh, for the younger generation. Uh, but that that was the main 
main idea behind the brand. I, I wanna I wanna make an impact greater than just being a professional soccer player. So uh, that's the vision right now. I've got a I've got a few different avenues I want to take in 2018. So uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Well, and uh, I think you kind of hit on with you know there's so many different paths, and it feels like there's only more paths creating. It's not like we're even narrowing it down. I mean you. Yeah, I mean, you're working with young goalkeepers uh, with your club, but also, I mean, you, you've got college. You can jump to, I, I saw Tulsa. It was a Division two goalkeeper. I think he just dropped out of school, his, going to his junior year, and just signed on with Tulsa, which, you know, that was, what you know, what a rare sight that would have been 10 years ago. But now it's becoming a little bit more common, and um, you know, put Europe on top of that. And, of course, MLS, there's just, you know, so many different paths. Um, it's just kind of, it, I, it, it's good getting content out there and saying like, "Hey, you like here are some examples of maybe some off the road, you know, paths." But this is why it was successful because they did X, Y, Z, which is a big reason why I like kind of reading those interviews there with those guys. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed the uh, <laughs> stuff at the end. I, yeah. I, I had the idea from the beginning. I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but I, I feel like I've gotten some good feedback in terms of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, definitely, we we'll keep them coming. Well, um, last question for you here, as far as moving forward, prime focus. So, what's you know, what's something you're not doing right now that you're kind of dreaming big about? Like, oh, hey, this would be a really great way for either myself or my brand, or just something with kind of the goalkeeping environment in general that you'd like to see, uh, kind of either this next year, or this next couple of years. That's like your your big goal that you'd like to get to. Yeah, I'm just moving forward that, like, you know, where's, I mean, obviously right now you haven't hit your ceiling, so uh, of growing prime focus, like, what's the, what's the, the big, the big, like, kind of pie-in-the-sky dream that you have? Uh, honestly, right now, my main focus, um, no pun intended, is to, uh, <laughs> to really expand the coaching side of it. I, I found that I really enjoy uh, working with young goalkeepers. I feel like there's a lot of I don't want to say bad technique, but there's a lot of things that goalkeepers are taught these days that uh, I personally just don't agree with. I feel like training at a high level and being able to talk with and work with and to see goalkeepers train on a consistent basis, like just things that I understand that I want to convey to the younger goalkeepers so that they cannot learn that at, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old as opposed to me learning it when I'm 26, 27. So um, uh, I really want to expand the coaching side. I want to be able to work with um, many goalkeepers if I can. And hopefully that will more so just expand the brand, um, giving more people uh, eyes on the brand in terms of the blog, um, obviously the products, and just uh, hopefully an inspiration overall. Yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to think of kind of major glove brands and just, you know, in, in the U.S. And I think I can count them on one hand, maybe two. Um, so we're definitely not short on that end. But, uh, you know, yeah, I, th I think you've hit a really good point there about, you know, getting, I don't want to, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I don't want to say that, like, there's people doing a bad job out there. But it is kind of weird of seeing some stuff of like, well, you know, I, you watch these guys, you watch the professionals play, 
but then you watch young goalkeepers being taught something differently. It's you know it's not being lined up real well. So um, yeah, no, that's uh, you know I, I the content is good, but it's it feels like a lot of times when goalkeepers get to a point they're like, well, I'm done playing. I'm going to move on to something else. But I think those goalkeepers that stay in the sport end up coaching. I mean, you you've got so much more insight to offer those goalkeepers, and they're going to get so much out of that. Uh, more than just some kind of random dad showing up and kicking a ball at them. <laughs> I hope so. I definitely hope so. <laughs>